Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley-Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and just ask us. The greater the length while the greater the strength, the more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by PROST, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. PROST is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about PROST, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Hi, I'm Melissa Hadley-Barrett and I designed the Penile Rehabilitation Program to help men recover from prostate cancer. It's an online program built on decades worth of knowledge and experience and practice. It's the only one of its kind in the world and it actually works. So if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer and want to get your penis working again as quickly as possible, and why wouldn't you, then visit penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you'll be off and running. And it only takes about 15 minutes a day. All the best with your recovery, which I promise will never be as bad as you think. November 11, 11am, 60 seconds, kids watch on the wall. In the pub, in the tab, in the cars. We remember Welcome to the, the Penis Project podcast. Today, we are speaking to Dr. David Rayner, who is one of the founders of Steady Freddy. Now, you're probably wondering what Steady Freddy is, so we're going to talk to him today. So welcome, David. Yeah, thank you both. Thank you for having me on the show. So first up, how about if you tell us what you do and because I, as we just um, established at the beginning of the podcast before we recorded was that um, I actually can't even say the name. So you go for it. Tell us. Tell yeah, us so, so I'm an anesthesiologist. So uh, basically most of my day is spent putting people to sleep um, and doing epidurals for women who are in labour and dealing with pain relief after operations. So that covers the majority of my day. And then I've got a few other hats or a few other interests. Mm, so it's so, interesting that someone who puts people to sleep all day wants to wake their penis up with Steady Freddy. But anyway, you can talk, talk to us how you got into that. Yeah, very, very true. So I guess um, I've always liked the entrepreneurial space and the innovation and startup space. So um, I've been involved in, a, in a, a few innovations. So I guess the first one was, was a drink that we gave people before surgery. Everyone's thirsty and hungry before surgery. And so we developed a drink that was safe to have just before surgery, which was Dex. And I, I enjoyed that process. Um, following that, uh, we started Steady Freddy. So it might seem completely unrelated, but um, I guess the areas that I like to innovate in are those that um, my, where my profession is relevant. So in terms of premature ejaculation, which is the first product for Steady Freddy, so Steady Freddy is a men's sexual health um, business, and the lead product is, is a product um, called Steady Freddy Spray, which is for premature ejaculation. 
And one of the ways we can treat premature ejaculation is with a local anesthetic, which is called lidocaine. And the word local anesthetic is related to my field in terms of anesthesia. So I use that product all the time. And so um, as I was, as I'm using it, I'm I'm looking out and, and seeing all the, the nonsense or the snake oil that's out there um, in the community and, and recognizing that we can do this better. So that led me to um, start developing a local anesthetic for premature ejaculation. Right. And so tell us about that. Like, did you, have you had mates or friends or someone tell you that premature ejaculation was a problem? Because, you know, yeah, so, 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 yeah, so, what, so one, one of the triggers, so I guess without getting too personal, <laughs> um, I can relate to guys who, who finish quickly. Um, and I think there's no issue with that. So for me personally, I never had an issue with that. I always thought, well, that's a really attractive partner. And so I never took that on as a negative, um, as, 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 as a fault. So mm -hmm. it was just something to deal with. And, and there's so many other ways you can have sexual pleasure. So it, it's really a non-event. And I think for, for, for most men, um, that's the case and that's how we can deal with it. But for about one in three guys at some point in their life, they, um, ejaculate too quickly and that that concerns them so this product is for to help those people who want to last longer so uh, effectively um, how the products work is that you spray the local anesthetic on the underside of your penis and that numbs a component um, or an, a small segment of skin on your penis so the idea is not to numb the whole penis, then you wouldn't get any sensation during intercourse and that would be ridiculous. Um, so what we've worked out is if we just numb a small section on the underside, which is the most sensitive part. Of is the that penis, the frenulum where you're yeah, spraying on, on? Yeah, on the frenulum. So you spray that area. And when you do that, it just reduces the sensitivity enough so that you last longer, but you can still get the pleasure of intercourse. So what, what we're also finding, which is not so good for business, but I guess good for men, is that because um, I guess the biggest sexual organ is the one between your ears, what we're finding is when they start using the product, we, we've just almost completed a study, but I can talk about that later. When they start using the product, they, you get this feedback loop. So you get very nervous. Oh, my God, I'm going to ejaculate. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm thinking about grandma. I'm trying to do maths, I'm doing whatever I can, you then lose the intimacy with your partner because you're just focusing on not orgasming and I think your, your partner picks that up. Mm. And so while you're trying to distract yourself, uh, you get more nervous and then you ejaculate even faster. And once you start using this product, it, I think a large benefit of the product is that it's actually helping your headspace because you realise you're able to go in and out without orgasming mm. and then that does a, a I guess it breaks that feedback loop so that your brain um, then becomes more relaxed you know that you can tolerate going in and out so even when people stop using the product we're finding that they actually have um, they're able to last longer during intercourse yeah. so I say the same thing to guys with um, premature ejaculation or with erectile dysfunction when I would prescribe a medicine for either of those things and I'll say often you won't need it long term because once you'll trick your body and your brain into thinking that 
hang on, I don't need to be nervous about this anymore. So you won't be getting this big rush of anxiety yeah. and adrenaline. So you it'll it just fixes itself with time. Like just graded exposure. Yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. So David, before we go into a little bit more detail about this, what before uh steady Freddie, what was available for guys? So in Australia, there's a whole lot of products if you go on to Alibaba or the internet. And one of my friends was complaining to me, um, he's a twin, and uh, both of them came to me separately. I travelled with one of them for a month, then he went back, and then I travelled with the other one for a month. And the conversation was basically the same, and it was all about how they want to last longer. Um, And they've to answer your question, um, there's there's some other there's another local anaesthetic called Stud 100, which is a uh, one made in England. There's no Australian brand, so we're the only Australian brand. Um, and there's nothing else in the country that is TGA re- registered. So the TGA is the Therapeutic Goods Administration, and they have a rigorous process before they allow a product onto the market. Actually, a terrible process. I invented a head lice spray back in 2007 and had it approved by TGA, and it was a very rigorous, awful thing to go through. But yeah, awful and expensive. Yes. Um, And I guess there, you know, we've got to have, we've got very high safety standards in Australia. um, And there are those that jump through the hoops and make sure their their products um, uh, get independently verified. And there are those that just try to. Uh, penetrate the market without going through those processes. But yeah, there's only two products on the market. And what if, what about medications like the SSRIs? Oh, correct. They, oh. But they oh, have yeah. a range of side effects potentially otherwise. So yeah, correct. So um, I guess yeah. So so if, if you think of it in terms of a biopsychosocial approach, there's there's many um, areas we can target. Now, if we're just talking the biological approach, which is, I guess, what we're focusing on now, we can focus on the headspace or we can focus on the body. So antidepressants, um, some of them, they've found that one of the side effects is that it delays ejaculation. Now, the issue with those is, yeah, as, as you say, you're, you're taking a, a small tablet that then gets absorbed through the stomach and travels all through your bloodstream and it affects every cell in your body. So we often think that we're taking a tablet for a specific area, but as you know from the antidepressants, they're definitely affecting your brain and you're taking it to affect your penis primarily because you're wanting to last longer. That's the aspect you're trying to treat. So in my anesthetic work, and this is this is why I focused on this area rather than the antidepressant area, Whenever I can, if the patient is accepting of it, I prefer to use local anaesthetic rather than a full general anaesthetic. Okay. A full general anaesthetic, we don't really know how it works, and you're scrambling someone's brain. By definition, that's what you're doing. There are different levels of consciousness, so we can give sedation or we can give a general where they're so unconscious that we need to put in a breathing tube. But how amazing is it, for, for instance, for a flexible cystoscopy, so that's where we put a little camera in the penis, for an older person, we can just put a little bit of local anaesthetic, which is lidocaine, the same um, medication that Steady Freddy has in it. We can put that into the penis and they can have their procedure and go straight home and we don't scramble their head. No one is going to say, um, oh, grandpa, grandpa was never the same after he came in for that operation because we haven't touched his brain. So, so we do know that um, 
if you can avoid a general anesthetic, that's a good thing. And I guess that that um, my philosophy is the same for other conditions. If you can avoid carpet bombing the whole body, why not just use a use local therapy as opposed to systemic therapy? So antidepressants, um, uh, yeah, they definitely work. But yeah, you have a lot of side effects. You can have interactions with other drugs, um, and you're changing your mood. These are drugs that are designed to change your mood, and a lot of people get stuck on antidepressants once they start them. So you might be using it for one thing, and then you withdraw the medication suddenly, and then you can have other issues. So I think always local therapy, I think, is um, is always better than systemic therapy, which is why we focused uh, on that space. And then we also have other treatments for premature ejaculation, such as the stop-start technique. But in my experience, I've never had a patient be successful with that. Have yeah. So much about I try it, but it never works. I think it's good, and I think I think masturbating um, is fine to train yourself. Mm. I mean, without um, opening up Pandora's box of pornography, I think uh, a lot of the issues are also um, related to. I mean, there's a whole lot of issues with pornography. Um, so training yourself with stop um, stop start um, by yourself is one thing. There are also vibrators you can put on the underside of the penis to try to desensitize it. I think all these techniques are fine to try, but as 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 you mentioned, I think most of the time they're futile. Whereas the local anaesthetic, it's um, yeah, it's it's very effective. Um, every person is different, so we have pharmacokinetic or pharmacodynamic effects. How how the drug affects the body and and how your body um, affects the drug. So some people will need three or four sprays, and some people might need five or six sprays. But once you get the dosing right, it's highly effective in enabling you to have more penetration without ejaculation. So I think the start-stop is is, uh, good, and I think um, without knowing that terminology, I think, and and again, without getting too personal, I think when I was younger, that's something that you do because Mm. you... And it's it's fine. You can um, do some penetration, and then you can use some manual stimulation. The, the clitoris is on the um, the outside. It's it's easier to access with the fingers. So it depends what your objective is. If your objective is to try and get your partner to have more pleasure, well, then there's a whole lot of other techniques you can do. Um, and I think the stop start can certainly prolong penetration, but you won't get it. Um, sorry, not prolong penetration, prolong the sexual experience, but you won't get uh, increased in the number of times you go in and out, which is what a lot of guys want. So I, I think these drugs are not for everyone. I, I think you can try to um, do other techniques, those things like stop start or focus on the psychological side. But in the end, um, yeah, a local anaesthetic is a very safe, easy option to um, to, to apply. Can I ask you a question about that? And um, I'm, I know the answer, but I don't think our audience will. So with the, if it's kind of logic, and I've had this asked lots of times, if I'm spraying local anaesthetic on my penis, then when I go inside my partner, if I'm having a heterosexual sexual encounter, um, are they going to have a num vagina? So, yeah, so that's that we get that question a lot, and a lot of our research was focusing on this space. Mm-hmm. So that that concept is all about transference. Mm-hmm. So you're applying the local anesthetic to the penis, and uh, the how we've our formulation, and this is the only formulation that does this, 
is we've um, encouraged the, uh, the, the non-active medication to evaporate off the skin. So what that does is it makes the lidocaine far more concentrated and then it penetrates into the skin. So the active part of the medication penetrates through the skin and so you get very little residue left on the penis. But still, there is the potential that you, you could um, have some transference, so we still encourage people to wipe it off afterwards. Now, people say, but hang on, that's, that's insane. Why would you wipe it off? Then it's not going to work. But as I kind of just explained, the active part has penetrated through the skin. So it has gone through the skin layer and it's activating the nerves. So it's stopping the nerves transmitting messages back to the brain. So to, just to come back to basics, any time you have sensation on your body, what is happening is you're activating sensory receptors and a message is travelling up your nerves to your brain. And what local anaesthetics do is they block that message getting up to your brain. So where the drug is active is on the nerve. It's not on the skin. So wiping the skin will not um, stop the medication working because the medication has penetrated through the skin. So the idea is to wait five minutes after you apply the spray. The drug will um, diffuse and, and get under the skin layer and be acting on the nerves, and then you can wipe the top, and that won't affect the duration. You will still get about 40 minutes of um, effect from the local anaesthetic. Really long Does that time. make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've got a question because I've just had a, a couple of patients recently whose partners have been diagnosed with prostate cancer and they're trying to have babies. So they're having fertility issues as well as cancer issues. And just while you were chatting, is, has there been any studies or research into whether or not there's any potential impact on sperm quality for fertility? Yeah, so that, that's a good question. Um, there, it, it doesn't affect sperm quality. But in terms of if you're trying to get pregnant, no one does studies for any of our medications on pregnant women. Uh, if you'd imagine if you were pregnant, you wouldn't put your hand up to, to volunteer for that study. So um, we don't, uh, if we're to make a rule, we'd say we encourage you not to use it for pregnancy. Having said that, I've had um, patients call me and say, oh, my God, um, I've just found out I've, I'm pregnant and uh, we've been using it. You know, what, what do you think is going to you know, happen to my baby? And yeah, that's right. It's nothing because the the medication, first of all, there's only a, a, a very small amount that's on the skin of the penis. It's evaporated off and you're going into the um, vagina. There's almost very minimal that will then get through that vaginal wall into the bloodstream of that, um, of that partner. Um, and of all our medications, I mentioned at the beginning that I do epidurals in part of my job. I use local anaesthetic on pregnant women, huge doses, so much bigger than the doses uh, in Steady Freddy, in, in the order of a thousand times the magnitude, and I'm injecting it straight into an area in the back where it goes all through the body and there's minimal um, that passes into the baby. So um, it's the safest form of pain relief. So I've... I've um, kind of taking the tangent so bring me back no, i'm just going to say also that not to mention the fact that if you've got premature ejaculation you actually need to be able to at least be in the vagina for a period of time for at least a minute so, so that you can actually in you know pregnate the lady so i think yeah. um yeah it's I, it's contrary it's actually more helpful more because helpful, just yeah. just for people listening 
premature ejaculation by definition, how would you describe that, David? Well, I, I would describe it as if you have an uh, introvert. Well, again, this again was for heterosexuals. So yeah. we yeah. say you're into the vagina for less than a minute and, and you're ejaculating and it causes distress. Yeah, so yeah. if it doesn't distress you or annoy you, then who cares? You know, you, you've, you're you probably better off. You've put it in there. If your aim is just for um, to get your partner pregnant, then, you know, who cares how long it takes? So... Mm-hmm. It's not an issue, but if your aim is to give more pleasure and more penetration, then it, then it becomes an issue. Yeah. So I guess that's the that's the most common definition. Yeah, and it's really important because I had a patient just the other day who advised me that he had premature ejaculation, and um, we talked about different treatments in physiotherapy, which is just pelvic floor training and a few other physical things. Um, and so I asked him what what his typical time was and he said 15 minutes and I said you certainly don't have the problem but for him it was a bit of concern um but I've had patients who don't even last 20 seconds you know um so so in the context of trying to impregnate the partner I was actually thinking completely conscious that that's daddy freddy is the perfect thing (laughs) yeah correct so we yeah these twins I was talking about they um yeah would always be four or five um penetrations and they would finish so it it was a very quick response which was that trigger for us to really jump in and try to formulate um this product so did you use them to test steady freddy yeah (laughs) how did they go yeah good did you talk to them separately (laughs) yeah I'm just thinking anyone who's listening to this that knows you is going to go, who are David's mates who are skin? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how how'd you get the name Steady Freddy? So we were, we're, we were just um, coming up. We just wanted a friendly, fun name. Uh, like it's a serious product um, and, you know, we've just completed the biggest, um, I guess, premature ejaculation study that, that's ever been undertaken so it was always going to be a serious medical product, but we just wanted fun and approachable. Uh, so I think that name uh, ticked all the boxes. Um, yeah, I, I could tell you what another name that we um, almost launched with. Yeah, please do. Yeah, go on. That would have been a nightmare. Um, it? But it's terrible. What is like, it? Tell us. Absolute, so Ram um, is an Indian word, word for love. Yeah. So And itin is itinerary. So it was like the love itinerary. Oh, no, you were going to say Ram. Yes. Ram it? <laughs> oh no. I was about to say the same. And my sister said, What? What are you talking about? I'm like, what? You can't have ram it in. Oh no, that's terrible. And then it got even worse. I don't even want to say how worse it is. Because then another friend of mine, an architect, said, You mean Ram A Team. Ram Teenager. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I'm thinking of, like, that song, Roger Ramjet, He's Our Hero, is what's going through my head. I'm thinking about the theme song you can have going on here. Yeah, so that's the worst name that was um, was ever raised. Uh, So, yeah, Steady Fred is just fun, approachable, uh, relatable, and not, um, uh, yeah, no no negative connotations. It's only positive and and good vibes. Great. um, Which is, yeah, how we want to do it. And we want to, yeah, just... uh, it might sound cheesy, but it's kind of empowering men and, and, and giving, um, or any, sorry, not men, we can't say men now, anyone with a penis that uh, um, uh, we're, we're trying to just give them more options and make them feel more secure and, and uh, sex is such, such a big part of life. And so 
we're just trying to um yeah um help in that space. partnerships as well and, and relationships mm. oh definitely we we've got got yeah. such good feedback from yeah. um people that um and often it's not the partner but the the individual who suffers from premature ejaculation who it's causing distress it's almost ruining their relationship because they're so focused on it mm-hmm. that um it's kind of um yeah life-saving it's stopping depression it's, it's stopping all these these other issues that go with it and um and then we get a whole that that's that's the majority of this segment but about 30 percent of our patients um or, or people and don't have an issue they just want to last longer mm-hmm. and they're they're using it more experimental and and like you touched on you you had a patient who lasted 15 minutes and thought he had premature ejaculation there's there's a whole lot of misconceptions from uh, pornography which is encouraging people to come down that pathway as well so and so um, I, I i'm quite troubled actually how many younger patients in their 20s think that they need to be on viagra and cialis because they're watching pornography and thinking what's normal is definitely um quite different to what they're seeing on the screen. I see a lot of patients with um, premature ejaculation and it also seems to be different culturally as well. I feel like different cultural groups have a different idea of how long's enough or not enough. So it's interesting. So Steady Freddy's, that's, you're going to, so first of all, I wanted to ask when's the study coming Oh, oh, so the study's words. When's the study being released? <laughs> uh, so I think it'll be um, released in about a month. So it's going to a couple of the journals soon. I, I'm not involved in the actual in the study. We we supplied the product, yeah. But um, I think it it will go to the journals in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think they're tidying up the the graphs, and mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, publication time. Uh, it might be a month or two months after that. Yeah, when it is published, would you send it to us and we can attach it to our show notes for our... Of stuff. course. Yeah. I'll definitely do that, yeah. And um, Steady Freddy is like the first product for that line, isn't it? So you've obviously got plans for other things. Have you... Did you want to speak yeah, so that, please? I guess premature ejaculation is the area um, that, that I'm most interested in and I like focusing on, um, but... Uh, our second product again it's a funny name but but serious product uh, so the second product that we've got there is called ball boost um, all that yes <laughs> <laughs> so that that's um uh, that's a, a, a men's sexual health supplement so you can't you know the, again with tga it's another tga registered product you're very um limited in your claims but the way we formulated the ingredients is um, full libido and a, a natural testosterone enhancer. And one of the things is for those people um, who are so fixated on being able to have more intercourse, with that increase in libido, they're able to um, go for a second time. So uh, that, that's another way of, I guess, dealing with this issue is don't worry about that you ejaculate quickly. You know, if you can have a, a reasonable recovery time and um, then you can go again. Mm. So that's one of the aspects of it. But um, it's also, it's funny, as I started the project, I was more on that um, quick um, finishing time. And uh, I'm now 44. And so I'm, I guess I'm transitioning into that, um, uh, I guess. Uh, Male wanting, menopause? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wanting, one, you know, increasing libidos is a good thing. So I'm, I'm happy to do that. And um, I like these products because I feel like I'm, I, I can genuinely relate to them. And so for this other one, it's also 
Um, as it increases testosterone and increases nitric oxide, it's also helping um, with vasodilatation. And so just in terms of a gentle, uh, natural um, helper with erectile dysfunction. So um, that's the other the other benefit of this That's product. be fun trying to get that approved by TGA. It would be all things like may enhance. Might, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so that's the other one. And then, yeah, they're, they're, we're, we're open to, um, yeah, innovating and, and introducing more things, but I guess they're the ones we're focusing on now. Other things we've got are things like the wet wipe, because, as you mentioned, transference is such an issue. Um, and, you know, from, from the feedback we get, guys are, you know, some of the things they're nervous about is do like like females is what do I smell like down there or if I've got, gone out and now finally I, you know, we're we're heading to the bedroom. So just introducing wet wipes so that um, for more hygiene, um, that that's that's one of the other. Way more manly to have a black bag with a nappy wipe in it than a nappy one from Huggies or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a look at them and I thought. That's clever. It's like a huggy in a black, nice, manly-looking thing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think um, you've got lots of really interesting subjects we could ask you about, but we're up for our time. So I think maybe one day we could get you back again and talk to you about some of these other subjects which are really interesting. Maybe. Do you mind if we just ask you one quick other thing? No, go for it, yeah. Your transgender surgery that you're involved in, it, it's not happening over here in Western Australia, 20 great... Amount, but you're in the ACT, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Is that a big part of your work? No. So for me, it's not not a big part of my work, but one of so I work with three urologists. Um, I do a lot of the majority of my work would be robotic prostatectomies, so taking out the prostate with the robot, um, and then uh, everyone does a lot of cystoscopies where we just take a camera and look in the the bladder and see if there's anything going on with the bladder or or why people are waking up. Um, and urinating at night looking for, you, you get benign prostatic hypertrophy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in terms of the transgender, uh, I've, I've been involved with, with the cases, but I'm not doing high volumes of them. But um, uh, Kieran Hart, who um, is a, 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 a good friend and a surgeon I work with, he, um, yeah, he he's doing most of the transgender work in Australia. So he would be he would be doing the the biggest volume in Australia. Um, and and he yeah he he does two techniques. So one of them is with the robot. So the same robot that we use for the prostate, he does that for the oh. transgender. Um, and uh, and so that's one technique and the other one is just a traditional open technique. So mm. yeah it's uh, interesting surgery. It's um yeah we interviewed um, last year, I interviewed someone called Naomi, who actually I met when she wasn't Naomi. She had a man's name and she got her prostate out and then um, for prostate cancer. And then, a, yeah, it's, a, it's worth listening to anyway. She's coming to the ACT, I think, in October to have um, uh, surgery. So she's very excited. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to interview her again after she's had it done. So it was put off because of COVID, but um, yeah, she's having it towards the end of this year now. So we're very excited to talk to her again after she's had it done. Yeah, it's a fascinating pathway that is is so common now mm. um, that you know when I it just wasn't even in my headspace when I was growing up, and now it's yeah, just becoming more yeah, and more common. Mm. Yeah. yeah um, and the the other thing I'm involved in now. 
um, which we can talk about later, is, is again, it, it started with this depression space, is the ketamine infusions for depression. So um, we, we've started to do that. And it's all, yeah, it just it ke- keeps our job, uh, well, my job so interesting, having all these um, little areas which uh, um, yeah, come off anesthesia. So it's kind of a, a, a funny career path that I've ended up on. But it's, uh, Don't worry, we've ended up talking on the Penis Project podcast as two females. So. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. I started my career as a remote area nurse and a midwife and somehow all these, what, 30 years down the track, I'm spending all days looking at and talking about penis problems So with Joe. So, you know, it's like it's amazing the kind of path. And I was thinking actually when you said that, you know, your area of like your entrepreneurialism changes with your age, I feel like it's the same for me. Like I was really into delivering babies when I had babies and then I worked in Aboriginal community and my kids and I were covered in head lice for seven years. So I developed a head lice cure. Exactly, yes. I got to, you know, went back into I went into general practice and I saw all these middle-aged people my age with sexual problems and thought geez I better figure out how to figure that out so I'll go back to uni and become a sexologist and I'm just wondering what's happening next like exactly I think I might have to stop at penises I'm a bit old for anything new now I think I'm stuck with penises (laughs) and it's a wonderful conversation when your kids have to um, describe what you do and they all about laughing yeah oh, yes it's, yeah I can imagine your my jobs yeah my kids are also a little bit embarrassed but uh I think they've gotten over it yeah my yeah. dad's the inventor of steady Freddy yeah mm. <laughs> 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 Could we have uh guys listening that are interested in steady Freddy products yeah they're available now yeah, just go to steadyfreddy.com.au or if you've got questions, always happy to just answer questions. You can email me at david at steadyfreddy.com.au. Yeah. And um, we'll love to get you back to talk about some of those other subjects yeah. one day, so that would be great. So thank you so much for coming on today. It was excellent. And um, well, Thank you for having me. I have been sending my patients to the website to try it out, but I might actually have to see if I can stock some in my clinic because I think it's easier if you just, you know, sell it at the time yeah perfect yeah i'll um contact you about that thank you thank you and it is the most common um men's health issue in terms of sexual dysfunction so we can't underplay the impact that you might have so thank you so much yeah Yeah, no you're welcome thank thank you very much for having me on look forward to uh coming back i'm gonna tell you about a boy lives inside me it's been there all of my life hi i'm melissa and i hope you enjoyed the podcast this week just a reminder if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer i've built a penile rehabilitation program just for you it's an online program packed with information exercises and advice along with proven strategies that will get your penis back in working order as quickly as possible in about 15 minutes a day If you like the sound of that, then please head over to penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you can start straight away. Or there's a link from the RS Health website. We would also love you to review and subscribe and share this podcast so we can help more men. Links to Instagram and Facebook are in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you there. So spread the word that help is available. All the best for now. Bye. I've got a boy of my own now It fills me with pride See him growing so fast into a man